Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Go ahead and open your Bibles right now to Hebrews 3.12. In the English Standard Version, we're going to put that up on the screens. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wasn't expecting all that. God bless you. I'm honored. I'm honored to be your pastor. I'm honored to be your friend. I'm honored to be on the, on the road to heaven with you, man. How many of you know the world is strange right now? I'm not even going to discuss all the headlines and the things going on right now because Scripture says it's a shame to even talk about some of the things that they're doing. So <laughs> I'm not going to bring it up up here, but you know it's getting weirder, but your life's getting better. You are onward and upward as believers. How many of you are believers in Jesus? Say amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Go ahead. That's why you're here on a Sunday, right? Praise God. It's not an accident that you're here. You're here to celebrate Jesus, and it's on a Sunday. Praise God, the Lord's Day. Look at this. Take care, brothers. Remember that Greek word is adelphoi, for brothers and sisters. All right? Take care, folks. Take care, believers, family of God. Lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. I've discussed this. And you say, man, Pastor Matt, you've brought that up over and over again, but it's important to me, and I believe it's important to God. It should be important to you because it's a lesson for us. Since COVID, 45% of believers aged 25 to 37 have not returned to church. Almost half of the believers, almost half of that demographic age 25 to 37 have not returned to church. What happened? Well, they fell away, didn't they? They fell away. Now, here's the challenge for you as a believer, and you got to remember this. Right now, currently on earth, there is you, the true believer, and those tuning in on the live stream, the true believer who believe in Jesus, so you're the true church, right? Regardless of denomination or background, whatever, you believe in Jesus, you believe he's the only way to get to God, you're the true church. But there's also a false church. And the false church says there's many ways to get to God. Now let me clarify something. God uses many ways to bring you to him, but only, only to get your attention. Does that make sense? Not everybody was binging on alcohol or drugs. Not everybody shot somebody. Not everybody did prison time. Not everybody struggled with the same stuff. God uses everything to get you to who? To Jesus. Because Jesus is the only way. Are you with me? I want to clarify that. Heard a man of God say that this week and really resonated within me. There's only one way to heaven, that's Jesus. There's lots of ways where you stumble and fall and get dragged in like something that the cat had scratched up, right? And then you're back in the Lord's arms. But it's only Jesus. Someone say only Jesus. Yeah, there's a, there's a true church, that's you. There's other believers in town meeting right now. They're the true church as well. They're meeting in the name of Jesus. They're reading scripture. They believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. But there's a false church too. And the false church says, you can live how you want. Jesus died. He, 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 he suffered. You just live how you want, you're going to go to heaven. He's going to forgive you, just whatever. Now, God does forgive. But can you imagine if the blood of Jesus wasn't worth that much, that you could just live however you wanted? That doesn't make sense, does it? Is anyone still with me? So if you're the true church, you will, point one today, you will believe. And in believing, you will honor God. This message is entitled, it's part two from last week. Honoring God. Someone say honoring God. honoring God. You believe. 
Let's go to 1 John 5, 6 through 10. I'm going to read some of these verses again because they are good. They are powerful. Look at this. And Jesus Christ, someone say Jesus Christ. Uh huh. Jesus, the chosen, the anointed one, was revealed as God's son by his baptism in water and by shedding his blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit, who is truth, someone say the Spirit is truth. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is always going to lead you into truth, not lies. Is everybody with me? The Holy Spirit's always going to go. That word in Greek, the parakletos, the paraclete, that's the word in Greek for the counselor, the advocate. Pastor Fabian was talking about that at the men's breakfast yesterday morning. That is an interesting word because a paraclete in battle, according to the Greeks and the Romans, was one who stood back to back with you. Are you with me? When it all comes down, when the, when the rubber hits the road, when it gets tough, you have someone who stands back to back with you and say, it's me and you, and I'm not going to let them get to you. Scripture says he is your rear guard. He gets your back. He's going to take care of you. He's going to watch your back. The paraclete, that's who the Holy Spirit is. And because he's watching your back, he's going to lead you into all truth. The Spirit who is truth confirms it with his testimony. Let's keep going. We're going to go through verse 10. 1 John 5, 6 through 10. I'm sorry, I don't have that open in my Bible, so I'm going to just have to wait on the screens. They may have frozen. I'm sure it's nobody's fault, but we're going to find somebody to blame. I'm just messing with y'all. I'm messing with y'all. I think the screens are acting up. Thank you. So 1 John chapter 5, verse 6. And so help me God, I'm going to get that computer and I'm going to pour gasoline on it this week and light it on far. Right, Brother Tony? Like your brother said, I'm going to light it on far. That's not the girl's fault. I'm starting to really dislike Max. First John 5, verse 6, verse 7, okay? So we have these three witnesses, the spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Praise God. Verse 9, we believe human testimony... Surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about his Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is what? It's true. If you have a Bible, pull it out. If you have a phone and you think it's going to make you weak and cause you to sin, leave your phone in your purse or in your pocket. <laughs> Those who don't believe this are actually calling God what? A liar because they don't believe what God has testified about his son. You have to believe. You have to believe. I'm going to get my Bible because the print's a little larger, and I like that. Believe. Somebody say believe. It all comes down to believing. Let's go to Psalm chapter 106. You say, man, I got this hard copy Bible. I don't mess with it much. I use, use my app. Well, you got a hard copy Bible. Psalms is in the middle of your Bible. Easy to get to. If you went to Proverbs, you went too far to the right. Go back to your left. Psalm 106, 24. Look at this. The people refused to enter the pleasant land. That's the promised land. Did you know we as believers even sometimes we refuse to let God take us where he wants us to go? And it's so good for us. It's going to be so good and so beneficial. I've seen it my whole life. People refused to enter God's promises for they wouldn't, what, believe his promise to care for them. Man, if God can sustain you in this desert, he can sustain you anywhere. I have relatives. My mom's side of the family used to laugh, say they live out in the desert. I'm like, only survivors can live in the desert. That's why y'all don't live here. 
we're out here with the lizards and everything else. Y'all got rain? Praise God. Y'all got, the Lord knows y'all need that. Y'all are soft. <laughs> we get rain like once, twice a year, it feels like. I mean, I know it's more than that. But look, at they were out in the desert. They, they didn't trust God to care for their needs. Instead, what did they do? They grumbled in their tents and refused to obey the Lord. So number one, believe. Somebody say believe. You want to honor God, believe. Number two, obey. Remember, when you believe, you will obey him. Let's go to John 14, 15. Not going to hit all the verses we did last week. And I'm getting ready because that Mac has a mind of its own. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. Is that simple? It's just not always easy, is it? Why? Your flesh gets in the way. Your will gets in the way. Your desires get in the way. Life gets in the way. The gas bill sometimes gets in the way. It shouldn't, but other things happen. Scripture says the, the seed was sown by the farmer, or it was, he threw out the seed, right? And some of that seed was devoured up by the cares of this life. I think we're going to get into that parable next month as we talk about Jesus' parables. But things happen and people get distracted. And when they get distracted, they isolate themselves. Have you ever caught that? Maybe you've done it before. Folks start hiding, not wanting to connect. There's something going on. They're hiding something. I've, I've been in this long enough. You say, man, no, you haven't, Pastor Matt. Hey, I, w- I was raised in it. That man right there, I sat through just about every sermon he's ever preached here, even when I moved away to go manage a finance company in, uh, in uh, Roswell and, and Artesia back in the mid-'90s. I was back home for church on Sundays. I would drive back from Roswell, not my favorite city in the world. It might be yours, and it's, I'm sure it's amazing. But I just, I've never been a fan of Roswell. But uh, no offense to those of you born there, and they don't want me to tell you that, but they were born there, a few of these people in the front row. Um, actually, three out of the four. So that's too bad. I was born in a weird place myself, Española, New Mexico, up near Santa Fe. Ooh, yeah. It was the heroin capital of the world for a while. And lowriders' homes. So that's cool, I guess. Got one out of two. Lowriders are all right. Man, I don't know how I'd, I went that far, but I did. I just took it all over the place, didn't I? It's fun. Let's come back off the rabbit trail. If you believe him, you're going to obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. It's real simple. Did you know that the Apostle Paul, he, he expounded on the commandments of Jesus? He even said something real simple in, in uh, Hebrews. The Apostle Paul said, basically, my translation, don't skip church. You say, oh, Pastor Matt, are you, getting, are you hitting me hard with this? No, it's just the truth of it. Why would you not want to be at church with your church family? You can hold each other accountable and help each other, right? We're here today because we have a common goal and purpose is to worship the living God, right? You're not here by accident, none of you. None of you just stumbled in here and went, oh, my gosh, I thought, I thought we were throwing a party for Pastor Matt. I didn't know it was Sunday service, no. No, you came to church to hear the word. And Jesus said, if you love me, Obey my commandments. Here, I need to tell somebody this. I think this is a fringe part of this word, but I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. Stay connected. Don't be disconnected. Don't be disconnected. The times in my life I was disconnected, I was hiding stuff. I was hiding stuff. I didn't want anybody to tell me something. 
mom and dad say, who are you talking on the phone to? What? Did the phone ring? You know. <laughs> was I on the phone? Mom and dad were real notorious. They'd say, I don't want you talking to them Canaanite girls. Canaanites. <laughs> Talk about biblical. I was like, man. It's scriptural, man. And God gave me a daughter of my people. I go, I go hang out with her family. It's just like my mom's side of the family. I'm like, this is crazy. I just, a daughter of my own people. Praise God. You say, was it because of color? Was it because of this? No, it was a heart thing because there were believers on her side of the family. They're believers. And it always touched my, touches my heart to go over there. And they're like, hey, man, y'all are pastors and they're all amazed. And I'm always like, well, yeah, but y'all could teach us something. Y'all been serving God longer than us. So in obeying, you'll find the right person. Are you with me? How many of you know after accepting Jesus, that's, that's probably a close second for decisions in your life, finding the right husband or wife? You don't believe me? Look around you. Had people that were so in love and so in love, and people were going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And after some point as a pastor, you know what I do? I've said it 7, 8, 10, 15 times. I go like this, don't do it. Careful, there's a, there's a cliff coming. I just, you know, they're not listening, so I stopped talking. People say, you're just trying to control people. Am I? Or are you running from God? So if you believe him, you'll obey him. This all honors God, not me. If you honor God, wow, you're going places. You believe him, you obey him. And when you obey him, you practice wisdom, number three. We did this last week. Let's go to Proverbs uh, 1-7. Check this one out. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. This says foundation of true knowledge. Other translations say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because a lot of people know stuff, but they don't apply it. Let's go to Matthew 7, 24. Come on. And then I'm going to get into my other two points. Had to rehash some of this. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it, Jesus said, is what? Is wise. Like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Wisdom is applying what you know to be true. It's real simple that way. Not always easy, but it's simple. So practice wisdom. Practicing wisdom is honoring speed limits. Can I get an amen in here? Some of you got a, a radar detector in your vehicle? You got a radar detector? I hope you do because I just made you. I'm glad you raised your hand. Meet with me after church, bro. I'm just kidding. Why do you need a radar detector? Why? So you can break the law. I've used them before. They were fun. I was like, this is so high tech, man. In the 90s, I'm like, we can tell when cops are trying to get a do, 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 do. Driving 8,000 miles an hour. What's the rush? Leave earlier. I know I drive like a grandpa. I do. I'm starting to drive a little faster in my older age, but not much. Not much. you gotta, you got to practice wisdom. I've seen people over the years, look at this. They'll drive through here. Remember when it was really a school zone? There were actually kids walking across the street all the time. They drive through here, and Tony remembers, they drive through here at 60 miles an hour. You remember that? Enough to freak us out. Can you imagine they hit a kid? See, they didn't realize, they didn't know. Guess what? I've studied law a little bit, not as much as Ephraim, but I've studied a little bit of law, and this never holds up in court. Your Honor, I didn't know. Not once. 
Not once. Do y'all remember that in school? There was always one of the cool kids that thought they could negotiate with the teacher. They'd say, teacher, what if we didn't know? Remember? Well, we didn't know. Congratulations, now you do. Get informed. You knew that Chavela liked uh, your cooking on Facebook. She put a big thumbs up. You knew all that on social media, but you didn't know. See, I didn't know it was illegal to break into people's houses. Oh, no, it is. It's illegal. I didn't know. I didn't know it's illegal here because we have a noise ordinance to play 1990s hip-hop full blast at midnight on my block. Know it now. If you're on my block, I'm calling the cops. Just know it now. That's an ordinance, so it's a law, okay? So when you practice wisdom, you do things that make sense, or they should make sense, right? Are you with me? All right. So as you believe, you obey. As you obey, you're practicing wisdom. As you're practicing wisdom, you begin to dare. You say, man, what is that? Dare? Dare what? Dare to take the lid off your faith. I don't want status quo. Status quo is let's just, let's just leave it just like it is. Nothing has to change. Have you noticed in life that most things don't just stay the same? They either get better or they get worse. It's hard to maintain status quo, isn't it? It's hard to main st- maintain status quo. Someone told me years ago, it's way easier to make A's or to make F's than it is to make C's. I don't know. Is that true, teachers? I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. But it's hard to just stay in the summer like, no, C's came easy to me, bless God, right? I got a couple of those in college. I should have gone to class more, right? Dare. You, at some point, you got to dare to take the lid off your faith. When you believe, now believe God for more. People are interesting this way. They say, no, we don't have anything because um, God's keeping us humble. No, many times people don't have anything because they don't tithe. Are y'all still with me? Did you know during the bread lines in the Great Depression, there was a man of God who worked a bread line. He came on the 700 Club, which was Pat Robertson. Uh, Pat Robertson, remember CBN, the 700 Club? Back in the day when Pat Robertson was young, I believe Dad saw a special on that. And there was a guy who said, I, I was in the soup lines and the bread lines during the Great Depression. And he said, I, he was a believer. So he was volunteering. He was blessed during the Great Depression, a time of economic turmoil in our nation and the world in the 30s. He said, when I was doling out free soup and bread, he said, I asked every single person, I guess hundreds and thousands came through his line. He said, I asked them, do you believe in tithing? And he said, I did not meet one person who tithed in the bread line. Not one. You know what they told him in the bread line? I said, money. The churches are just trying to get your money. It's a, it's a scam. Oh, but they're struggling with their finances. See, why is that a big deal? That's not for God, really. It's a form of worship, but it's for our benefit, tithes and offerings. And you mark my words. You want to be blessed, start to give to God. I believe Pastor Jen spoke on this last week a little bit. She didn't get into the details, but I don't mind making some of you uncomfortable. I'm a little more hardcore sometimes. You watch people who say, I'm still struggling, and I love this. Over the years, Dad said, first thing you ask them is, oh, we're, oh it's us, it's her, it's him, it's this, it was whatever. No, you, first thing you ask them is, are you tithing? Do you give to God? Uh, no, then what, what are we going to talk about? Because you're not going to believe any. All the wisdom I can give you according to Scripture, you just wipe that out if you don't give tithes. 
Say, what is Pastor Matt doing? Is he giving a raise? Is he trying to get a raise? No, even if you start giving more this Sunday, next Sunday, my raise is not contingent upon that. It's not. I don't get paid commission. <laughs> I guess that could be good or bad, right? I don't know. And I don't know what everybody gives. I don't know the details. I see financials of this church because we got to steer and manage me and dad and others, but I don't know who gives by name. I don't know. I don't, I don't open up envelopes and know what they give. I don't pay attention to that. I pay attention to what me and my wife are giving, and I pay attention to speaking the truth to you so you'll be blessed. The things God has given us were never proportional to our salaries, ever. I was raised on South Selman, and let me tell you something. I always dared in my mind that God was going to take us somewhere. Dad and mom moved to this town. God was setting us up. You know what his salary was when we moved to this town? Family of five. Mom and dad and three kids. Dad got $200 a week to pastor the church right near here. $200 a week. He said, man, what happened? We just got blessed. God took care of us. We always had plenty of clothes. He said, man, did you wear hand-me-downs? Oh, yeah. I love hand-me-downs. In fact, if you think I've... Your stuff fits me, and you think it's nice, and I'd wear it? Offer it to me. I may shock you. But if it smells like underarms, keep it. I'm messing with you. And it's hard to tell my size. So I have a, someone told me years ago, I said, Matt, you have the body of a beggar. I said, what? What do you mean? He said, man, everything fits you. It's like, it sounds funnier in Spanish. Cuerpo de limosnero. What do you mean? He said, yeah, I, I put on stuff that fits me, it fits you. You wear smaller stuff, it fits you. I said, how do you do it? I said, I don't know. Praise God. You need to dare to go to the next level. We were raised right here, just real simple, and God began to promote my parents and bless them and bless them and bless them. Debt-free cars, debt-free houses and stuff like that. And I remember as a kid, I was dreaming, and I'd say, I'm going to travel the world one day. And I was never good at saving. So I had to sell cars. And people would give. There's people in this room that gave so I could go on mission trips back in the day. But I remember one mission trip, people were giving, and I still needed like $800. I sold a caddy. And I went, guess where? To Russia. Russia. Man, I've been to Bali, Indonesia, and I was raised right over there. Ask people. They remember. Say, yeah, Matt Senna, he grew up on the 1200 block of the South Selman over there. But I've always dared to take the lid off and say, well, God can do more. And when I've struggled with it, my wife has helped me and said, baby, don't settle for junk. She told me that one time when God was ready to bless, my, bless me with a truck. She said, why are you trying to settle? I didn't settle for her. She was my top pick. First round, first pick, draft choice. I was like, uh-huh, that tall glass of sweet tea, Lord, let it be. And he'd spoken to me before I met her. I didn't do no charismatic witchcraft. Say, God, give her to me. God, speak. No, I didn't have to do that. Because I had game. So, anyway, dare that, right? Anyway, I mean, you got it or you don't, that's okay. Praise God. You just be yourself, though, that's for sure. Believe God for more, for the next level of health. Man, he's going to take me to the next level in health. Wealth, you say, wait, is that scriptural? Yes. Jesus said, those who have left everything for me will be rewarded in this life with houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and in, in the life to come, eternal life. 
Thank you for clapping. But part of that, Jesus said, with persecution. So I don't know if you want to clap for that. I wasn't done yet. I got persecuted. Yeah, but you're debt free. They were harsh on me because of Jesus. Well, let God deal with them. Let that same Jesus deal with them. Scripture says he is the judge. Look at Abraham. Was he sick and broke? No, and he used his wealth to glorify God. Is everybody going to be filthy rich? No, but you're called to be blessed. That old thing of, man, Lord, just give us enough. They think people think they're being real humble. No, they're being selfish when they say, give us enough for just me and my wife. That's selfish. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I want to be able to give away clothes and cars and give away food and stuff to people. Why? Say, man, are you talking about money in church? Yes, I am. And the reason it freaks you out is because you haven't read through your whole Bible. You hear me on the live stream? Got to read through that whole Bible because God wants to bless you. It ain't always easy, but he wants to bless you. Someone say, God wants to bless me. Say it. Say, God wants to bless me. Yeah, when you accept Jesus, you are favored. So dare to take the lid off. Let's go to Romans 1.16. We're doing this in the New King James Version. Romans 1.16 and 17. Look at what the Apostle Paul said. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Say, man, no, church is not for them. Church is not for them. No, church is for everywhere. everyone. A relationship with God is for everyone. And let me just throw this in there again. If I hear one more person say, I can believe in God and serve God without going to church, I'm going to put them in a jujitsu hold. Because watch the people who say that, they don't serve God outside of church. They don't. They don't do it. They may live right, but they're not really serving for his kingdom like they should be. And I'm so tired of hearing this, too. Now that I'm up on my soapbox, thank you, Lord, for a platform to speak my mind according to your word. This is fun. I, I live for this. My wife says, baby, you're pretty opinionated. I said, well, bless God. I said, am I? She said, yeah. I said, okay. Well, I guess so. I'm so tired of hearing people say, well, I believe in God. So? Scripture says the devils believe, demons believe in God, and they're, in, they're cooked. That could be a double meaning. They're going to be cooked. That's a double meaning. But what does that mean? I believe, but I didn't do anything about it. I believe God, but I didn't really serve. I didn't really make anyone's life different or better. That's crazy. No, because everyone in this room at the sound of my voice, I see you. I know most of you pretty well. I don't know all the details of your life, but everybody in here loves God. I know that. Everybody on the live stream, I know you love God. You wouldn't be tuning in on a Sunday morning looking for Jesus. Y'all love God in here. But he said, if you love me, obey my commandments. What are some of Jesus' commandments? Say it's simple, love God and love others. If you love others, then you're concerned about the orphan. You're concerned about the widow. You're concerned about the destitute. You're concerned about the crackhead. Oh, man, you should see this place. This is a thoroughfare for people who are homeless and different stuff, and I love getting to know them by name. And most of them have never set foot in here. And they may not. That's between them and God, but I'm going to love them. I have opportunities. You have opportunities every day to dare to take the lid off your faith. Get out of your comfort zone. I'm tired of Christians who are so comfortable that they won't do anything. Comfortable makes you lazy. You say, well, Pastor Matt, you put on some weight during COVID. Yeah, but I ain't lazy. 
Some of y'all have to be hyped up so much. I'd rather have to calm your tail down. My wife is like, oh, my gosh, baby. Take off your shoes or stop pacing the house. and do it. I'm like, I got to do stuff. She's like, you didn't finish the dishes. I'm like, I'm multitasking. <laughs> Just can't seem to do it as well as a woman. Women are genius at multitasking. I'm like, How do y'all do that? She's all, focus on that and get it done. I'm like, I'm doing a dish, and I go hang up a shirt. Do a dish, and then go organize something. Do a dish, take a phone call, you know. But I move. You say, oh, man, it's just because. No, it's because life is on, and I'm going to dare. I'm going to dare. I'm not going to get comfortable, right? It's so easy as believers to get comfortable. And I, I see people's lives. The way they're comfortable with their Christianity, they're comfortable in their relationships, they're comfortable with everything else, and they just sit back, and they're waiting for it to come. But Proverbs says, the ant prepares its food in the winter. I mean, in the summer. I'm sorry. In the summer. Did you guys ever see that cartoon? I think Dad and I talked about it. It was an old cartoon. They must have taken it from the Bible. It was a grasshopper. He was playing a violin. He said, work can wait. But in winter, guess who he went to? The ants who were prepared because they kept working, working, doing it for God's glory. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Look at verse 17. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. You don't just stay here in the same place and say, I'm believing for this. God already gave you that. Now believe for something more. Faith to faith. As it is written, the just, that's you, the righteous shall live by faith. You say, no, I already got it, man. I'm good. I've seen that in marriages. Men, men got the girl. He's a champion. You conquered. You didn't conquer nothing, brother. It's going to take you a lifetime to conquer that woman. You're going to get to heaven and go, dang, that was crazy. Well, I still didn't conquer you. A woman, if she's honest with herself and you're honest with yourself, the way God made it for men and women is that a woman is unconquerable. You can conquer her heart, but, man, there's so many other things that go in with that. There are layers to a woman. There's different things. You say, man, I got it figured out. Dude, you're dumb. I humbly say the only thing I have figured out is love my wife like Christ loved the church, spend time with her, and we both learned this in marriage is forgive each other. This is real basic. I have to be forgivable, man, because I'm a mess sometimes. You know what Jen told me recently? She said, baby, I love you, but you're a hellcat. I said, man, I'm sorry. I'm passionate. I say, I say what I'm thinking sometimes, but God is working on me. And I'm a good husband, but, man, I'm, I'm a good husband. <laughs> but I'm, I'm so far from, I promise, I'm good. I'm just not always nice. I'm dangerous sometimes. I don't want to be that way, but God's working on me. Dangerous? Well, yeah, because I say what I think sometimes. And sometimes it's just life happens. But I dare to take the lid off my faith. And you know what I tell the Lord? Lord, make me better. Make me better for your glory. Make me a better husband. Make me a better brother. Make me a better son and a better, better uncle and a better pastor. Lord, work on me. Work on me. Lord, work on the impossible folks in my life. Save them. That's how you stretch your faith. He can do it. But did you know sometimes you just got to be quiet because they've been listening to you for years, some of those folks, and it hadn't worked for 15, 20, 30 years? Hush. 
Let God deal with them now. I got people in my life, I turned them over to the Lord. I love it when I tell people that too. It just freaks them out. I say, I'm messing with you. I turned you over to God. They're like, what? Well, it's nothing really deep. I mean, God was dealing with you anyway, but I'm not going to waste my time stressing and fretting, and God's going to deal with you now. So dare to take the lid off your faith. And number five, number five, you want to honor God? Be consistent. If your walk with God only has cycles of six months, mm-mm-mm. no, you can do better than that with God's help. Say, man, I'm going to serve God for six months. I'm gonna serve. Some people, six months would be a dream. Their walk with God has cycles of one month. It's one month with God, one w- month in the world. Uh, two weeks with God. Two- no, you know why? Because they're doing it in their own strength and they're not connected. Someone say connected. I've had people go to my Bible study over the years and they wanted to be fixed in one or two visits. And I thought, I can't fix you anyway, but God can do great things if you'll stay connected to me. I can lead by example. I don't have it all figured out, but I'll speak the truth. I'll lead by example and we'll learn together. They say, man, well, Pastor Matt, do you have it all figured out? Oh, no. Oh, no. I just know that God rewards faithfulness. Valeria said it well. And by the way, Mika, who taught you to pray, girl? You can pray. But Valeria said it well today. Yeah, there were times I dragged my tail up here. I didn't want to be here. Not because of you. I was grieving my mom. I was going through stuff. Maybe it was a midlife crisis. Maybe it was hormones. Maybe it was everything. But struggling up. Say, man, was it any substances? Oh, no, never. I had other weaknesses. No substances. Maybe a soda here and there when my wife wasn't watching. But, I'd, man, I'd get to church on a Sunday morning going, Lord, I prepared, I prayed, I spent time with you, I felt nothing. But I know you're faithful, and I know you haven't left me. I know you're with me, so I'm going to get up and preach your word. And I'd get up and preach the word, and, man, for that 30 minutes to an hour, whatever we were doing, I'd feel God's presence. And sometimes I didn't, but people would tell me I needed that word. And I'd say, I can't quit. I can't stop. People are looking to God. People are looking at me because I'm giving them an answer they've needed from God's word. So be consistent through it all. Can you imagine I only preached when I felt like it? Well, I feel like it most of the time, but there's been other times I'm like, I don't feel like it. Baby, you preach, right? Let's get somebody else to preach. Let's get a guest. No, no, be faithful, stable, steady, dependable, strong. Some of us, man, come on. We got to get past that six month mark, that seven month, that year mark. You got to get past the old limits. That's daring and taking the limits off. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 4 2. This is strong right here. 1 Corinthians 4 2. <laughs> I love this. Now, a person who's put in charge as a manager must be faithful. You say, I'm not a manager of anything, I'm an employee, I'm a clerk. No, you know those socks you're wearing? God lent those to you. I can prove it to you. I give away clothes here and there. That just proves I managed those clothes until I could give them away. And some clothes are so bad. Some of, y'all, some of you men have white T-shirts with yellow sweat stains under them. Don't give those away. Throw them away. You manage them just fine. Now, pass those on. They can go on to be at the dump, right? But everything you have, you're managing. You don't believe me? How many times have you resold an old car? Anyone in here say, man, I've sold a car before. Raise your hand. Watch this. Raise your hand. No, raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. It's not illegal. You've sold a car, huh? 
You ever sold something else? Something else? Shoes? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, recently, maybe. Well, congratulations, by the way. Sold two vehicles like in two weeks. That's excellent. You managed it for a while to the best of your ability. And others are not good managers. Have you seen that? You lend something to someone and they forget it's yours and they use it for six months and it's all tore up. They weren't a good manager. A person who is put in charge as a manager must be faithful. God has given you the measure of faith. God has given you your wife, your husband, your friends, your family, your parents. Those relationships, everything he's given you is for you to manage and manage well. Don't bury it. We, we need to get into that parable soon, huh? Don't bury those talents. Lord, I know you were a hard man. No, uh-uh. you gotta, you got to multiply. you got to do something with it. you got to act. Someone say, I've got to move. Got to keep moving, man. And you got to take breaks and take rest. But, man, you've got to keep going. Why? Because he commands it. You know what Jesus said? And I'm going to wrap it up with this. He said, occupy. Occupy till I come. Stay busy, but that's also a military term. When an army moves in, they occupy, they take over, they manage. Let's read through those points real quickly once again. How do you honor God? Number one, believe. Someone say believe. Number two, obey. Someone say obey. Number three, what? Practice wisdom. Try that again. Say practice wisdom. Number four, dare to take the lid off. Expand the limits of your faith. Believe for something bigger and better. If you're married, you're stuck. You ain't believe for nothing bigger or better. He can gain weight, she can gain weight, lose weight, whatever, but that's who you got in Jesus' name. That is now God's will for you. Congratulations. Dare. And number five, be consistent. Someone say consistent. Someone say stable. Say steady. Someone say this. This is the big word, faithful. That's right. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people who received your word today gladly. I know it has been sown deep into their hearts, and they're going to do something special, powerful, and wonderful with it. Why? Because it's your word, and these are your people. <laughs> you know what Jesus said to his disciples at one point and this this is for us this is for me i take comfort in this i took comfort in this verse in some of the hardest times of my life i learned this verse in german when i was in austria about 18 years ago and i never forgot it but it's so beautiful in any language and it's when jesus says to his disciples fear not little flock for it is your Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Fear not. All the good things, Scripture says, all the powerful things and all the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus. Yes, suffering comes along. Yes, persecution comes along. John 16, In this world you will have trouble, but Jesus said, Fear not, for I have overcome the world. This is your time, people of God. It's your day, it's your time, it's your moment, it's your season. It's your day, it's your time, it's your moment, it's your season, it's your year. It's your day, I'm sorry, it's your time, it's your moment, it's your season, it's your year, it's your decade. Now live like it, act like it. God's going to do something amazing on your behalf. 
Is there anybody at the sound of my voice in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I just need to get right with God? Anyone on the live stream, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. God bless you for your courage, man. God bless y'all for your courage. Thank you. Let's agree right now. I know you believe in Jesus, but maybe you've made some mistakes. We're going to honor God by praying right now. Repeat this prayer with me, church family, and those on the live stream and in the house, all of you, the family of God. Say, Father, I believe, and now I want to obey. And I need to practice wisdom and dare to raise my level of faith. Now help me be consistent, faithful. I will practice it. Forgive me of my sin, Lord. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I can't make it without you. I need you, Lord. Cleanse me. I'm sorry. I thank you that I am in right relationship with you by faith because of the blood of Jesus. I believe in Jesus' name. Amen. I want everybody to stand up and look me in the eye if you can. You say, man, I can't even see your eyes from over there. Here, let me. If there was something in that message for you today and God was dealing on, with you and working on something in your life, I want you to raise your hand. Mine's up first. Oh, man, so many things I said today, God's like, uh-huh, that's good. That's good. Keep working on that with my help. Let's pray. Let's, let's agree with your hands in the air. Go ahead. Let's agree. Father, in Jesus' name, your word has fallen on good ground today. There is nothing that you have spoken in your word that we will ignore. We take it all. We will never take it for granted. We take it all as something to be dealt with and reckoned with, not something to be ignored. Now, God, deal with our hearts. Work on us, your people. We've accepted Jesus, Lord, so we're your people. Now we live like it. We're not believers in name. We are believers in action. Now, thank you, Lord, that your word has fallen on good ground. We commit to obey your word and get out of our lazy areas in our life, where, whatever those areas are. We all have them, me included. Areas where we are lazy. Don't want to deal with that. Don't want to deal with that. No, Lord, it's time. Today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow, no, it's time to deal with it today. We're not putting it off anymore. Whatever you've spoken to us about, we're going to let you deal with it in us, but we're going to deal with it with you. We're not going to ignore it anymore because it doesn't go away. We want things to get better, not worse, because they don't ever stay exactly the same. Just you. You remain the same. Your word remains the same. But now, Lord, deal in our hearts as your people. It is your good pleasure to give us the kingdom of God. Your kingdom you've given to us. We thank you, Father. Thank you for your hand on our lives, your grace, your mercy, your patience, your forgiveness, your mercy. We love you. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering.